Parents, if your kids love listening to audio stories, but you don't want them using your phone all the time to listen to them, you need a story button. Story button is a screenless device that makes it easy to listen to kid podcasts, audiobooks, and more without having to use a tablet, phone, or keep track of any cards or toys. Fan favorites like Miles the Brave and Treasure Galaxy will give your kids an extra spark of exciting imagination, while the bedtime category will help your kids as they get ready to sleep. Go to storybutton.com to learn more and view all the content currently available in the library. Story Button. Imagination lives here. Hello again and welcome back to Kids Bible Stories. Today's episode is made possible through the generosity of the following families. A great big thank you to Emma, Memphis, Maverick, and Anne-Marie, who enjoy listening when they cruise around as a family. Thanks to four-year-old Harper Rose, who loves to answer the questions at the end. Harper, thank you so much for participating in the questions. Thanks to Caden and Carter, who enjoy doing this as part of their own devotions before bedtime. A great big thank you to David, Cara, Charlotte, and baby David. Charlotte loves listening at breakfast and anytime she's in the car. She enjoys the stories and the funny voices. Thanks, Charlotte. A great big thank you to Nikkel and her daughter, Madeline, who enjoy listening in the car and she is enjoying learning about Christ. Thanks to Link and Zach and your parents who told me that they are grateful for scripture-based stories for you guys to listen to at bedtime. And thank you, thank you to Jackson, who is seven years old. He donated his very own money. That is extremely generous of you. Jackson says it's his favorite to listen to at bedtime or in the car. Thanks to all of you. I truly appreciate it. Today's story is called The Great I Am, and this comes from Exodus chapter 3. We continue our series in Exodus. Please go back and listen to the previous ones so you know how we got to where we are in our story. We left off last week with Moses running away, the Israelites crying out to God for help, and God hearing those prayers. We pick up our story here. One day, Moses was taking care of Jethro's sheep. Jethro was the priest of Midian and also Moses' father-in-law. Moses led the sheep to the west side of the desert. He came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There, the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in flames of fire coming out of a bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it was not burning up. So Moses said, I've got to get a better look at this thing. How can a bush be on fire without burning up? The Lord saw Moses was coming to look at the bush. So God called to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Then God said, Do not come any closer. Take off your sandals. You are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your ancestors. I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses covered his face 
because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have seen the troubles my people have suffered in Egypt, and I have heard their cries when the Egyptian slave masters hurt them. I am concerned about their pain, so I have come down to save them from the Egyptians. I will bring them out of that land. I will lead them to a good land with lots of room. This is a land where much food grows, a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm. I have heard the cries of the people of Israel. I have seen the way the Egyptians have made life hard for them. So now, I am sending you to the king of Egypt. Go, bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, But God, I'm not a great man. Why should I be the one to go to the king? And why should I lead your people out of Egypt? Okay, listeners, we must pause. We must remember Moses was a real person, just like you and me. We read the Bible and sometimes think the people we hear about have superpowers and are different than us, that they wouldn't have fears or doubts like we do. But that's just not true. I'm sure Moses was thinking, Um, God, have you met me? I'm not a superhero, and don't you remember my past? I had to run away from there because of what happened. And now, now you want me to waltz back in there? What? We can't forget that what happened in the Bible is real, and the people are real people like us. Okay, now let's pick the Bible back up and hear what happens next. God said, I will be with you. This will be the proof that I am sending you. You will lead the people out of Egypt. Then all of you will worship me on this mountain. Moses said to God, Okay, I will go to the Israelites, and I will say to them, The God of your ancestors sent me to you. But what if they say, What is his name? What should I tell them then? Then God said to Moses, I am who I am. When you go to the people of Israel, tell them, I am sent me to you. God also said to Moses, This is what you should tell the people. The Lord is the God of your ancestors. He is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he sent me to you. This will always be my name. That is how people from now on will know me. So go and gather the elders and tell them this. The Lord, the God of your ancestors, has appeared to me. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob spoke to me. He says, I care about you, and I have seen what has happened to you in Egypt. I have decided that I will take you away from the troubles you are suffering in Egypt. 
I will lead you to a land flowing with milk and honey. The elders will listen to you, and then you and the elders of Israel will go to the king of Egypt. You will tell him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, appeared to us. Let us travel three days into the desert, and there we must offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go. Only a great power will force him to let you go. So I will use my great power against Egypt. I will make miracles happen in that land. After I do this, he will let you go. And I will cause the Egyptian people to think well of the people of Israel. So when you leave, they will give you gifts to your people. Each Hebrew woman will ask her Egyptian neighbor, and any Egyptian woman living in her house for gifts. Ask for silver, gold, and clothing. You will put those gifts on your children when you leave Egypt. In this way, you will take with you the riches of the Egyptians. Well, that is it for our story today. But before we go, let's think about what we just learned. Is God going to rescue his people and bring them out of Egypt? Yes, he said he is, but did he say the king of Egypt will let them go right away? No. The more you read the Bible, the more you will find that God can use really hard, impossible-seeming situations to show off his glory. Wait until you hear the stories about what God will do to make the king of Egypt let his people go. I can't wait. My last question is, did Moses sound super duper excited to do what God said? No, he actually gave excuses saying, well, who am I that I should go do this? And what does God say back? I'll give you some options. Does God say, Okay, you're totally right, Moses. I can't use you. No. Does God say, Oh, stop crying, crybaby. No, he doesn't do that either. Does God remind Moses that he, God himself, will be with him? Yes. Moses was looking at himself and his own strength, but God was telling him to look at him, at God, and be reminded of God's strength and that God will be with him. We forget, just like Moses, that it's not about us, but it's about God. This week, I want you to remember that God is with you, just as he was with Moses. God will help you in obeying His commands, like loving Him with all of your heart, soul, and mind, and loving others. You don't have to do this alone. And guess what? Spoiler alert! None of us are perfect, or ever will be. But God will be by your side the whole time. Thanks again for listening with us today. Make sure to subscribe so you continue to see what happens next in our story. 
And as always, bye for now.